0: This week, for reasons you will soon hear, I mistake German actor Norbert Weisser for Michael Palin. This is Body Count's in beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal.
1: I'm Patrick Bromley.
2: I'm discovering to my shame that I cannot do a kaiju scream right now, and boy, what a bad time to figure that out. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. I want to know when you can do a kaiju scream. Nope, wait, never mind. Moving on. It's when the blood moon sets in the
0: west (laughs) and the sun rises. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, this week for the first time ever, we are taking on the Godzilla canon with 1974's Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Yeah! That's right, flesh and blood kaiju versus robo kaiju. Uh, alien robo kaiju? Yeah. yeah. Versus Bat Dragon? something? Also, there's a spiky armadillo at one point. Hey, that is Anguirus and how dare you? Uh, excuse me? Oh, I was hoping <laughs> his name was You can't say that
1: word! I was hoping his name was Angrius.
0: <laughs> we can call him Angrius, yeah. why not? I feel way more comfortable calling him Angrius. Sounds good. So, Godzilla versus Godzilla begins, like all movies do, with split screen <laughs> credits! Yeah! Well, I was nice. gonna say with Angrius g- screaming at a mountain <laughs> so hard it explodes. They and split-screen credits. Yeah. yeah,
2: not since Rocky IV has there been such a mountainous yell. Yeah, yeah
0: I haven't seen credits this split-screeny since Ang Lee's Hulk. True.
2: <laughs> Very true. Uh,
0: so yeah, the movie begins with a big spiky monster that is Angrius, as you want to call him. He's an armadillo ankylosaurid-type kaiju uh friend of godzilla noted friend of Godzilla. yeah it says
1: so in the movie
0: yeah, yeah yeah well his initial appearance is in the movie godzilla raids again uh where they are enemies but then godzilla beats him into friendship submission and from mm. then forth they are besties mm. uh so yeah anguirus uh a- angrius screams Actually, i'm looking it up Either pronunciation is acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so he blows up a mountain. We get credits, uh, and then uh, uh, just stuff happens. Yeah. Well, so the, the
2: basic <laughs> like uh, like plot outline for any Godzilla movie, uh, particularly in the seventies and eighties, uh, is that you get like your big scene in the beginning of the movie of Godzilla awakening or about to awaken or threatening to be woken up. <laughs> then you have about an hour of like human stuff, and then at the end, oh no! Only Godzilla can solve our human problems.
0: Yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, so after the opening credits, we uh, we there's a little like sort of uh, song and dance presentation at the Azumi Castle. Yeah, and Okinawa I
2: is like a shrine maiden. Uh, they are preparing for the Okinawa festival. Yeah, yes, uh, like yeah, a cultural yeah.
0: festival. Uh, and then uh, a guy goes to a cave. Well, there's
2: two bureaucrats. Uh, there's cave guy and cave guy's brother, who is a photographer, or yeah. just taking real creepy pictures of this shrine maiden.
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, one of them goes I into... don't think those are mutually exclusive, by the way. That's
0: true. Especially
2: in
1: the seventies.
0: That's very Fair true. Fair enough. Yeah, oh all that denim. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. This, this movie has so much polyester, I'm surprised that oh, didn't just burn. Oh. This whole movie
2: looks so uncomfortable to the touch.
0: Yeah, you can tell that everybody is sweating profusely. profusely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Everything is textured.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is smooth. <laughs> mm.
2: Uh, Uh, But the Shrine Maiden, uh, uh, during the conclusion of her dance, gets a vision of the future, a vision of destruction, uh, where she sees that a giant monster is going to come and destroy Okinawa.
0: And the monster she sees specifically is Ghidorah. It's King Ghidorah. (laughs) Uh, They had some leftover still. Yeah, who does not make an appearance in this film, unfortunately, uh, because he is the best. Uh, so yeah, she sees and she says, gives her pro- her grandfather who like runs down a big old flight of stairs and is like, "What happened?" And she's like, "Ah, prophecy. Two monsters are gonna, or a monster's gonna blow everything up." And he's like, "Ah, oh, great again." Yeah. <laughs> uh, cut to one bureaucrat who goes into a cave, and in the cave there's a bunch of stalactites, stalagmites. This cave's got everything. He's taking pictures of cave stuff, and he finds a tiny piece of metal. Cut to other bureaucrat who goes entirely different cave. In in different cave, and this cave has hieroglyphics, including the target symbol multiple times. Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be suns.
0: Yeah, and then also a little liony dragony statue. That represents King Caesar, and that is actually what they say. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of the few untranslated words in the movie, like or non-Japanese words. Yeah, King Caesar, and also space. Every time, like, space. And, yeah, yeah. And space. T- titanium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I just love every time they're speaking in Japanese just to say the word space. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. great. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they find this uh, little. Uh, uh, statue of King Caesar who is Okinawa's like own kaiju. Guardian kaiju.
2: Yeah. So the, the woman that he is with, uh, the relation between the two, I cannot recall. She's I think a, they are like
1: strangers at this
2: point. She's, she's an archaeologist yeah, and yeah. she
1: snuck into the cave paintings and he was like, oh, you know this stuff. Yeah, yeah. she so, regales yeah. him
2: with the, the legend that uh, Azumi Castle was besieged by mainlanders. Dirty
1: mainlanders. Right? do
2: Doom. you? Don't. Pricks. Island life! Hell yeah. Oh, if we could all be on island time right now, like Ooh, Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah. Ooh,
2: that sounds nice.
1: Mm. Bill and Ted. I need a lime for this high life. Hell
2: yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That, I thought that would have more steam in it. it <laughs> you didn't. know, it
3: didn't.
0: Uh, pina coladas! <laughs>
2: hey! <laughs> um, but she uh, she regales the, the legend uh, that the uh, Azumi castle was under attack, but who should come to their aid but King Caesar... Which, like, there's no fucking way they called him that. What are you doing? <laughs> it is,
1: what? like... It is an ancient Okinawan monster. <laughs> yeah. Named after I guess, so. I, in
2: general. I am thinking that this, mu- this must have happened in, like, the Edo period, or, like, the roaming samurai, or the warring states period, but... It's possible that this might have happened after the Russo-Japanese
1: War. <laughs> like, it's way more recent than we think it is. Right. For me, it's in that interstitial period, like, right before World War II. So, like, the word
2: Caesar has gone through Russia as Kaiser <laughs> and <has> come <laughs>
3: back down.
2: And See, Japan's me, like, nah, I when I watch Russian manga, I go for the original
0: translation. <laughs> See, for me, I was kind of disappointed when we get the reveal of King Caesar Cause it wasn't like a cartoon guy in a toga saying pizza, pizza all yeah, the time. Yeah, right. Cause that's what I wanted. Hell yeah! I wanted this movie to be Godzilla and the Caesar from Little Caesars <laughs> teaming up to fight a monster. Now, is Little Caesars the same thing as Canadian Pizza Pizza? It is not. They are completely different companies. It sounds like Canada who have... knocked off Little Caesars. Yeah, they just so Little Caesars' slogan was pizza, pizza. pizza. The Canadian chain is just called Pizza Pizza. Ah. Because I think they used to do a deal where if you got one pizza, you got another pizza for free. So like you got two pizzas for the price of one. But then there's also 2-4-1 pizza, which is the step down from... Pizza, pizza. Which, if you've ever had pizza, pizza, you know is pretty low to begin with. <laughs> and two for one pizza had a deal where you buy a pizza, you get a second pizza for free. And sometimes on Fridays, you can get one pizza and two pizzas for free.
2: What? What I love about this is the existential nightmare of if you always buy a pizza for the price of one and get a free pizza. Isn't that now just
1: the cost of two pizzas? <laughs>
2: it
0: absolutely is.
1: But it's still a low, low price for two pizzas, and if you get this with those bucka beers, that's gonna oh, be a baby. steal.
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Have, they, Canada does not have no bucka beers these days. Oh, but isn't uh, Rob Ford's brother gonna bring them back? <laughs> I mean, he can try, but right now a six pack of Molson is like twelve bucks. Whoa! Yeah, government liquor taxes, baby. Jeez. The last time we were up there, I was gonna buy a bottle of. Jack Daniels, just plain Jack Daniels, and the regular be size. Forty five
2: dollars, please. It was
0: forty-five
2: goddamn <laughs> dollars. Yuck. It's thirty-two at the duty free.
0: That's
3: ridiculous. It's yes. like
2: twenty-five at the liquor store. Yes. Well because it's at jewel. the jewel, yeah. For
1: us it's not imported. Oh uh, right. right They gotta pay duties on that. So wait, 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 how much is the Crown Royal? A
0: crown royal? Oh, they just give them away at the border. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah,
1: no, fair. I mean, you want a Jack
0: Daniels, but... Yeah, but you'll take a crown royal. Uh, It's mostly for that sweet velvet sack, though. Right? Keep all my spare change in it. That's where I put all my D&D dice. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that every DM that I have met in the last couple years who does D&D... All of them keep their dice Dyson Crown Royal bags. Why and not? And I, I don't know if that's because they're all inveterate alcoholics who only drink Crown Royal, <laughs> or if Crown Royal just lets you buy those bags, <laughs> <laughs> or if they, there's like a like a like a like a nerd store around here that just sells old Crown Royal bags. Now see, I gotta go
2: full GM dirt bag and keep all of my source books in a cigar box.
0: Oh, Ooh, sure, like nice. a humidor. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You want to make sure to keep all that moisture out. <laughs> It makes it hard to turn the page.
1: (laughs) I want to believe that uh, game stores give out uh, things in Crown Royal bags. Like you used to buy cigarettes and get matches. Sure, right, right, right. They just hand it to you.
0: In Canada, they give you the whole bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's a weird
2: cost thing. It actually costs more to throw out than it does to drink, eh? (laughs)
0: Uh, there was a Crown Royal that was like Crown Royal Green Apple for a while. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was the worst tasting thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. There's no fucking way on earth that would be good. Why do yeah. people keep trying to make Green Apple a <laughs> I, flavor? Because there are like a handful of weirdos that really love Applejack. Yeah. Green Apple is good for one thing and one thing only,
1: making pies. That's it. No, you can make a pretty good applesauce, slide some, some uh, Granny Smiths in it.
2: No, 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 Slide no, 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 some no. Granny Smiths in it,
1: but it's not the base of that
2: applesauce, <laughs> Yeah, my You're using Macintosh or Gala or you get the hell out of
0: my house. Yeah, use a
1: Brayburn
0: or a fucking Honeycrisp, nah, bro. Nah, man.
1: Best applesauce I read was Granny Smiths and shallots. Made by, oddly enough, a Canadian man. I'm sorry. Did you say shallots?
3: <laughs> shallots. You like, mean
1: like you mean weird, weird onions? Yeah, weird onions. Faux onions. And a weird fucking Canadian guy who butchered rabbits on the streets of Richmond served <laughs> it to me with a rabbit. That's not applesauce. It was.
2: No, there no, were no, no. Green no, no.
0: apples and shallots. That's an
2: apple glaze, my friend. It yeah. wasn't on the rabbit.
1: It was next to it. No, no, no.
2: That as is like a an, sauce.
0: That's an apple reduction. It was chunky or something. <laughs> I ate it like applesauce. It was chunky? Yeah. That's not an applesauce. You can still That's see. That's an the apple, apple chunks, stew. In it. I'm so mad right now at just one man in Richmond, Virginia.
2: Yeah. I do like how you're describing this
1: man like he's a fucking side character from Hey Arnold. Uh, he practically was. He was a scrawny, bearded Canadian man who always wore a bandana like over his long scraggly hippie hair. Like Axl Rose? Yeah. Except he was scrawny. Like, recent, like, recent, like 80s like, Axl Rose? Like 80s Axl Rose. Fucking
2: um, recent uh, inductee
1: into the resistance Axl Rose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this guy had a wood fire oven and he would chop wood for his wood fire oven right in front of the laundromat. And then he would kill rabbits on it. And then he'd for
0: you. <laughs> it was- so wait. He fucking had, baller. He had live rabbits there, and you would order a rabbit killed to order? He would or kill did he the rabbit like a
2: beforehand.
0: Of, did he have a bunch of like traps around? Because like, <laughs> there's
2: wild rabbits here in Chicago, like squirrels. Yeah, we don't have those in the
1: southeast. <laughs> that was a real change when I came here, and they okay. were just... Rabbits bouncing around the streets. Well,
0: that's because all them soft shell crabs ate the rabbits. Yeah, as everyone remember? Absolutely
1: true. Which is where they get so tasty from. <laughs> Got all that rabbit meat in there. Oh goddamn! There was soft shell crabs
2: though. Whew, that's good eating. Oh Hell yeah, yeah. it's great. You feels. gotta get
1: past where it looks like a big bug.
0: So, uh, I can get past that pretty yeah.
2: quick. Yeah. when Once yeah. you get that, oh, in that
1: crispy oil. Oh, yeah. So
0: speaking yeah. about good eating and weirdo Canadians. <laughs> Way back when I was in college, one day, me and my roommate, Gord, were on our way back from school, and in front of the bar that was at the corner of our street, which was called Dying Gabby's, uh, there was (laughs) a guy with a fucking, like, old hatchback, like, fucking Buick or whatever, just hanging out. And as we're walking by, he goes, hey, man, hey, hey, come here, come here. You guys want to buy some meat? (laughs) And then he... Fuck, opens, yes I do he opens up this hatchback to a cardboard box of daytime summer temperature meats <laughs> it uh fell off the truck
3: <laughs> and
0: and immediately like the smell just like hits us it just smells like old rotted meats and I'm like nah man I'm, I don't know if I trust trunk meat and the guy was like nah man everyone here knows me I wouldn't steal you wrong I'm the wizard you ask anybody
3: <laughs> you
0: ask anybody on this neighborhood you ask him about The Wizard, they'll tell you. He's got the best meats. Oh, man. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, I think I'm going to pass... And then I started to walk away, and then I noticed I was walking away alone, because my roommate was going through all the meats.
2: So I've seen, because I've spent a lot of time in New England, that's where my mom's family is from, so I'm very familiar with the, like, gas
0: station shrimp buckets. Yeah. Sure. But this is the first I've ever heard of trunk meat. Trunk meat. Yeah. This isn't like a guy who traps his own lobsters and keeps them in, like, a bucket of water. This is a human being who has... Was it, like, wrapped up in... Like, butcher paper? No, it was wrapped or... up in just, like, homemade, like, it was, like, just saran wrap that you got from home, <laughs> unrefrigerated, in a cardboard box, in the back of a hatchback, in the middle of summer. And, it and he was the wizard. His right. name so, would, he referred to himself as
2: the wizard. So, clearly, those were children parts yeah. he was selling you. Most he definitely. He brought
0: children over to his candy cabin. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not a witch. Right, he's a wizard. Right, so he very likely just conjured these beasts out of nothingness. <laughs> these are magical meats like chimera and griffin. I don't know.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that it's just the leftover corpses from his necromancy.
0: I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> I will say that my roommate uh, did buy a pork chop from him, yeah. and he said it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the best I could hope for in this situation. And sure. I assume
1: your roommate also lived...
0: Correct, but my roommate also had a very strong constitution. He lived on a diet of cigarettes, coffee, and whiskey. Mm, Uh, mm. This is a guy who one time got so uh, uh, absolutely balls-out drunk that uh, uh, he screamed at me for an hour about how I ate a whole can of tuna for lunch. <laughs> and how dare I use the whole can when that can could have lasted two to three meals.
2: <laughs> of tuna? Yeah, it's the Hanukkah of, tun- of canned meat. Yeah, There's yeah. barely 250
0: calories in a can of tuna. Yeah, he was a monster. <laughs> a
1: Snickers bar has more nutritional value. He was, I
0: hate to say this because it sounds like reinforcing stereotypes, but he was very cheap. Uh, he also happened to be Scottish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he, he was a very cheap bastard who could literally eat anything. I would see him, he, we would make lentil soup in a slow cooker. Uh, and you make this giant batch of lentil soup. That lasts you a month. Yeah. You just leave it on the slow cooker, the slow cooker on indefinitely oh until the soup was gone. No, and every like day or two you just add water. a cup of water yeah. in there to thin it out again. <laughs> and by the end of it it was just eating like rock salt. <laughs> <laughs> and it reduced so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah we had a cast iron skillet that was never ever cleaned. Uh, not even from like bits and pieces of stuff.
1: Just all just left on. Yeah just all left mm.
0: on for a nice it, it, it was like two inches deep when we got it and by the time we left it was only an inch deep. <laughs> just formed like a nice crust on there. But I'm not, I'm not going to lie every time you cooked bacon in there it was super good. <laughs> Tasted like everything. Yeah. We, and bacon. We also had one frying pan we called Old Smoky because <laughs> Smoke's up on ya. Uh, yeah, it. we got it. We bought it for one dollar at a thrift store, and it was like an old, one of those like old eighties nonstick pans, yeah. where anytime the temperature is above low, the nonstick begins to like r- ripple, <laughs> bubble, and smoke would come off. But that's how you had to make your eggs. Yeah. Good times. Hey, Godzilla. Yeah.
3: There we go. So,
0: anyways, they find this little piece of the guy finds the little piece of metal. Later on, uh, uh, now, oh, that's right, then a a creepy guy. uh,
2: There's a creepy guy following both brothers at this point. There's a
0: creepy guy
2: who is creeping on the the woman who is in what looks to be like a science lab of a university looking at. That's the
0: archaeologist. Yeah, that's the archaeologist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And she's looking at, she's trying to, like, Solve the riddle of this weird fucking statue.
0: Yes, and he's got—he's like a creepy, like goatee having guy, all like black turtleneck, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah, he's he, Japanese he,
1: Charles Bronson.
0: Yeah, he creeps on her. He leaves, and then, then immediately, another guy, another creep shows up, and this guy wears like a big, long, like Keanu Reeves Matrix style trench coat with eight inches of collar. Fuck
1: yeah, buddy! That guy's protected from winds, rains. <laughs> All sorts of things.
0: I don't know. I think a good gust of wind is going
2: to lift him off the ground like a <laughs> sail. Yeah, like the flying nun. And then he just goes to wherever God needs him. Right.
0: Is that how the flying nun worked? I yeah. think so.
2: It's also how Bruce Banner works. That's true. <laughs> God just sends a really strong gust of wind.
0: Yeah. Picks the Hulk up and throws him <laughs> throws him to
2: Ohio or something. Tosses him to a new place.
0: Uh, so, yeah. But
2: then he does break up the, like... Crooked real estate trust. Right, or hangs out and with some street toughs, or, you know. Teaches him the value of a good, hard day's work. Yeah, Hulk stuff. Yeah. Sometimes he goes on trial. That's true. And yeah. Thor is there. <laughs> For reasons I can't remember. Nor can I. I think Daredevil is his attorney? I believe that's correct. And Stanley, I think, is a member of the jury. That sounds right. Oh, You should always hire Harvey
1: Birdman. Hell yeah.
0: He always wins the case. Always. It's true. Uh, so the two creeps do some creeping. Uh, they one of them tries to s- no, the, no, no, nothing happens. Nothing here. attempted
2: contact happens yeah. in this scene. <clears throat> it's just other trench coat creepy guy. Like, leans in the doorway, and the camera zooms in on his Onyx class ring, I guess? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah he's he got must this... have been on the wrestling team in high school. Yeah, he's got like a ring, like a, like a silver-colored ring with this big black stone in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cut to, at this point everyone has gone back to Tokyo. We cut to this doctor, he's examining the little metal piece, and he... And he says,
1: just as I thought, space titanium! Oh, I'm always suspecting space
0: titanium. <laughs> what I love about it is later on, someone finds a brick of it. And he brings it to the doctor and he and he's goes, like, yep, that's space titanium. He goes, All right. He goes, just as I suspected, a bigger piece of space <laughs> titanium. Nah. Then he hands it to the guy next to him and he goes, yep, it's space <laughs> titanium.
1: Affirmative space titanium. Seen this plenty of times.
0: Uh, so they
2: put the piece of space titanium in like a laser chamber and they shoot it with a laser and they're like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. What it didn't work to accomplish, I don't know. Well, they
1: were trying to tickle it and it didn't laugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: well.
1: I, I feel profoundly uncomfortable with what you just said.
0: Is <laughs> <laughs> that, that night, why you put stuff in a laser box? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, and then my favorite part about this scene is this is where the doctor introduces his magic science pipe. Correct. Yeah. It is a pipe made of some kind of metal. He says what it is, but I, I think it was made up. Or it's something. two
2: different types of metal, one of which is magnetized to the other. And he just pulls out this giant, like, eight-pound steel, like, smoking mm-hmm. pipe. Uh, and someone's like, oh, hey, professor, that's a really nice pipe. Oh, this pipe? It's made of a special metal that's magnetized to this other special metal. And when you put them on the other side of an electronic, it destroys it like an EMP field. Look, watch!
0: Yeah, he—he's it, it, this thing looks like a giant metal mug attached to a stick. And he's like, it destroys positive and negative electrodes. Watch! And then he puts it on the sides of his own Personal scientific equipment yeah. and blows them up. It's yeah, like when
2: when you've got like a friend and they bring their boyfriend to like a group gathering and he didn't arrive in a motorcycle but he has a motorcycle
0: helmet because he just really wants someone to ask him about it. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. <laughs> I I assumed it was like one of those things where you invited your friend over to play your brand new video game. You're like, look how hard this video game is, and then you play it for a little bit. It's super hard, and then you smash your controller and make an ass of yourself. That's kind of what I was thinking. I got some problems. I was with gonna say we're on video games. Mine ah.
2: mine was related to the topic we were talking about. Yours is. You got bored,
1: I guess? Yeah, Mark was just telling us that he owned WCW versus NWO World Tour for 64. Oh, 64. that game
2: was fucking bullshit. Oh, man. You would finally get a good hold and you would just clip through the other characters. The, uh, f- the computer cheats in that game. Oh, so bad.
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I did not actually own that game because I don't fucking support WCW or NWO. WWF all the way, baby! Oh, uh, yeah, hey, but their game at the that... Get out. It's E-Town now. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Their game at that time was shit, though.
0: Everyone's games at that time was shit. Nah, WCW versus NWO was pretty good, except for everything we just said. Yeah, I mean, aside from Fryer
2: Pro Wrestling, there's no good wrestling video games. Yeah, yes. that's
1: pretty much true. There was one that's for true. Genesis that gave me the first thumb blisters I ever had. Yeah, right. But there you was could a... play as Papa Shangho, and that was Ooh, awesome. That
0: there is... was a uh, uh, a like a arcade WrestleMania game that was pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. The
2: the best wrestling game ever made was, I can't remember which Fire Pro Wrestling it was, but it was for the original Famicom. It never made its way to the United States. But the story mode in it was
1: bananas.
2: (laughs) You started from the bottom. You worked your way up to the top. When you reached the top, you realized how empty all of this was, and you kill yourself.
3: (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, Oh, shit.
0: There was. That's th- dark. There is no new game plus. <laughs> <laughs> there was a or an NES uh, wrestling game that was just called Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and most of the guys were just like just generic like oh Bob God. Backlund, Jobber looking guys. I fucking love the mm-hmm. the generic like before they got sports
2: licenses to do right. sports games, and they would. This is Gary Ron's. Right, so
0: they were all just like Bob Backlund looking jobbery type guys, but then there was one guy named Star Man, <laughs> who wore a head-to-toe pink leotard with a big blue star on his face. Nice. And then there was also, I think, I don't remember what it was called, but I think it was just the creature, and it was literally the creature from the Black Lagoon, Nice. and you would get in there, and his special move was, he eats your face! <laughs> He gets in there and goes, hard, 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 and blood <laughs> flies off.
2: It. it was pretty rad, man. I there are a few things that I miss more than like late '80s, early '90s professional wrestling, where they're like, "Yeah, no, the Undertaker is literally an undead creature. <laughs> yes, when he defeats you in wrestling, he kills you, and you become part of his like entourage of undead." Yeah. Those were good times. I miss the
0: gimmicky oh, days of old old, old school WWE. There were no fewer than 3 different magicians. <laughs> yep. I mean, we've been over, I know we've talked about these old wrestling gimmicks so, <laughs> so many, many times on podcast. They're so good. But they're so great. Yeah. Uh, I uh like like the fucking they're so dumb too. The Bushwhackers and the Legion of Doom and Irwin R. Scheister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who was just a lawyer. Yep, he was just yeah, a lawyer. Yeah. The Big Boss Man and the Mountie.
1: Yeah. Big they Boss Man their... became the guardian angel.
0: That's right. Big Boss Man and the Mountie had a fight and the loser had to go to jail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Boss Man would be such a problematic character now.
0: Correct. I think he was a problematic Medicare human. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. No. Let's not even talk about that. Yeah. Though. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even talk about what those poor bastards did to their own brains with steroids. Sure. And concussions.
2: Yeah, I gotta say that's one one of the things I deeply love about specifically Japanese wrestling and like AEW Kenny Omega's wrestling outfit that he's bringing over is just like the gimmicks are way fucking
0: back. <laughs> See, I'm it's all on board. So good. Uh, so one of the guys from AEW, Joey Janela... Yeah. ...was just on Doughboys recently, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was real good. Yeah.
2: Oh, if, if you haven't, look up some highlights from the fucking Rhodes v. Rhodes fight. It is so goddamn good.
0: Oh, will do. I like it. Oh, man. So anyways, uh, Space Titanium, Aliens, yeah. there's a, a, a brief moment where Godzilla finally appears... Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, it's Godzilla!" And the first, but
2: thing- they don't do, "Oh shit, it's Godzilla." They're like, "Oh God, Godzilla." Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. So Here Godzilla, go. like, and it's like it's like bad weather we are right. not like you're like. Uh, come on. So
0: they assume that Godzilla is the monster that's here to destroy the world. Because the first thing Godzilla does is jauntily skip over to a building and fucking punch oh, it yeah. down. Yeah. So this
2: is Showa-era Godzilla, where Godzilla is just... Beaming,
0: bursting with personality. Right, yeah. He's got like He's got like a spring in his step. Yeah. He's having a great time. He punches the shit out of this building. And then he's walking down the road. And then the ground starts to bubble. He trips. Angrius shows up. They start to fight. And it cuts to one of the guys. And he goes... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Godzilla fighting his best friend, Angrius? <laughs> yeah. This is like
2: The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. I don't know who's the heel. <laughs> it turns out life taught me it was Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, didn't it though?
2: And like The Rock's not on as solid ground as he was in the 90s either. But like,
0: oh, that fight was hard. <laughs> Man, it's crazy how many times Hulk Hogan flipped between heel and face. Yeah. Well, he would try to heal, but, like,
2: he was so beloved from, like, the carryover of Hulkamania that he just, he could not heal. I mean, he... That was his big problem. He would try to... And I think that's what empowered him to get more racist in his real life. Sure. Because yeah. he's like, oh, I can literally
0: get away with anything.
2: Okay. Because he
0: briefly healed. He was in NWO for like a couple of years. Yes. Yeah, That's where uh, he had the shitty
2: bandana. That's where and he was, was Hollywood like, Hulk yeah.
0: Hogan. Where he had like the
2: George Michael 5 o'clock shadow yeah. beard. And he'd have the big feather boa that he would come out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was on black and white now. Yeah. Instead but like, of like yellow. And his
1: ridiculous Dennis Rodman sunglasses. Yeah. And yes. Like he was
2: trying so hard to heal, but you he just... He couldn't, which is why when he eventually did fight The Rock, and it's like, oh, yeah, this was going to be the fight that, like, cemented The Rock as the ultimate face. But, like, they were both just faces to the
0: audience, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't hate Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Right. When Macho Man and Hulk Hogan fought, that's a double face fight. Yeah. 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 I mean, Plus, they're good like, fights. Don't anybody get me wrong. who
1: knew who Diesel was wasn't rooting against Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, that's Big
0: Daddy Diesel!
1: <laughs> powerbomb.
0: <laughs> uh, So yeah, Godzilla just fucking stomps all over Angrius for a few minutes. Like, breaks his jaw.
2: Not with a punch, but like, grabs his upper jaw and his lower jaw and breaks it.
0: Yeah, yeah like King Kong does and yeah. King Kong. Yeah, just snaps it, and then Angrius just like crawls away into its hole to die later yeah uh, he's done and then uh, well there's one thing I missed it when we watched it but apparently Godzilla takes a little bit he of a shoulder shot
1: yeah he gets as gets a little poking on the shoulder and we see that there's like a glimmering metal-ish under him and not like blood
0: yeah so this Godzilla starts fucking shit up when all of a sudden who should show up but a second Godzilla what yeah, they're in, like, uh, an oil field
2: slash loading dock. Maybe water desalinization
0: plant, I guess. Maybe.
2: Uh But, yeah, <laughs> uh, suddenly there's two Godzillas. What's going
0: on? And the first Godzilla we meet, you know something's a little off because the scream isn't right. It's more of a high-pitched, like, screech. But it's kind of genius because it's just, like,
2: uh, being an audience member at the time and seeing this movie, There, it doesn't really tip its hand that this is a fake godzilla until you get like a little bit of the shoulder damage you can kind of piece it together but like it just behaves like a straight up godzilla and you're like oh like the head's kind of small and like the dorsal fins aren't as like spiky and it's just like a little disappointed with the design direction they went for with this godzilla movie
0: right so the second Godzilla shows up and he, then you hear the familiar screeonk sound that we love of Godzilla. Yeah. It is a glove on the
2: strings of a cello played backwards.
0: I dig it. Nice. Yeah. screeonk is the official spelling of it by the way.
2: <laughs> well, recently on Twitter we found out that if Superman ever punched Skeletor it would make a K N O R F
0: noise.
1: K N
2: O
0: R F. I feel like there's got to be a ch in there, like there's the not. bones breaking. Yeah, he's a weird skeleton wizard, right? It, it would, it should be snappy. Yeah, you know? yeah. but I guess because he's got all that dead
2: flesh on him too. See, the like way. his head is a skeleton, but his body is
0: flesh. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a man whose face was turned to bones. Yeah, because he made someone mad in Eternia. I guess I don't know. Supposedly, <laughs> he also might be He Man's brother. Oh shit. Yeah, there's like a, a lot twist. of there's a lot of weird He-Man Skeletor bullshit. Did you know that He-Man is the product of an inter- uh, interspecies relationship? Between who and who? So his father, King Randor of Eternia, yeah. met and fell in love with A female astronaut who crashed from Earth, just like Marky Mark in Planet of the Apes. Nice. And they fell in love and she became Queen, uh, I don't remember her name, but they fell in love and they had two babies, Prince Adam and Prince Adora, I think. And Prince Adora was immediately stolen by the evil horde and brought to Etheria, a different planet that's also another dimension. She becomes She-Ra. Yeah. Uh, And then He-Man grows up to become He-Man. Good for He-Man. Yeah. But he's half human.
1: Nah. I did not
0: know that until very recently. Well,
1: the old Hercules thing. That lets on. us,
0: you know, relate to him. Yeah. Right, it means that any of us I could, be, well, could He-Man. be He-Man. You could all be He-Man, yeah. All we need to do is get in air, a spaceship, fly to another planet that has a semi-steampunky sci-fi civilization. Just Frank Frazetta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do some fucking and have a He-Man, no big
2: deal. Not like those fucking Thundercats where you just gotta be born into it.
0: Nah. Yeah. If you
2: ain't a Thundercat, you ain't using that sword. Elitist.
0: Yeah, but you, when you a Thundercat, you a Thundercat for life. That's true. <laughs> From your first cigarette to your last dying day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: Mm. So yeah. So the two Godzillas. Uh. Uh. There's a very brief little fight until uh. The, all, out of all nowhere, the flesh of fake Godzilla well, no, like the, evaporates. The first thing that happens is Godzilla like. Shoots like a little bit off of his chest. And you're like, oh, this is clearly a robot. Then, out of nowhere, we cut to this command bunker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where these guys were in the coolest silver, like, spangly suits. And this guy's smoking a cigar. And he's like, ha, 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 Godzilla, idiot. <laughs> More like, Dudzilla. Then this Godzilla, yeah, melts its flesh away to reveal a giant robot Godzilla. Yeah, and my favorite part is... <clears throat> the little the scientist guy that is off on the side he goes mm, mecha godzilla would be a quite the uh, the name for this guy and it's like <laughs> yeah
2: all right <laughs> but what i love about this movie is that as soon as a piece of information is revealed to any character everybody in the movie knows it because from this point on the head alien. will call that creature Mecha Godzilla. Correct. Yes.
0: And also, the minute that Mecha Godzilla reveals himself as Mecha Godzilla, the scientist immediately goes, "Oh, it's an alien! Yeah, yeah that, that space titanium came from an alien, and that's what they made Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be." So Mecha Godzilla shoots its fingernail rockets at Just regular Godzilla.
2: Stomps Godzilla. And
0: stomps oh, yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla slinks off into the water, apparently dead. Yeah. Well, all blood comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is... I forgot how, like,
2: bloody these movies get.
1: Yeah, this is like Tarantino spurting happens later. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think, like, it's okay because it only ever happens to monsters or aliens. Yes. Like, a human gets a cut on their hand at one point, and that's as bad as it gets for people. Yes, correct. So I think that's how they were able to, like, kind of get away with it. Because even at this point, Godzilla was for the, you know... King Kong was all right, but Godzilla was for the children. Just like Wu-Tang, correct. Correct. So like, yeah, they they were able to still get like a pretty low rating for these movies to come out. It was rated G. Yeah. And I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess violence doesn't count if it's robots or radiation monsters. It's rated
0: G for good fucking time. Hell yeah. Uh, So yeah, Godzilla, uh, in theory, dies, just sinks into the ocean. Mecha Godzilla um, but also Mecha Godzilla
2: Godzilla is like broken it just yeah. falls over They
0: keep saying his head, head control, control unit is out because Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla uh, shoot their respective weapons so Godzilla uses his atomic breath Mecha Godzilla shoots his fucking Bifrost Rainbow Bridge eye beam at him, yeah. and they meet in the middle and then they both explode.
2: Yeah, we've all seen Dragon Ball Z. We know what happens when two fireballs collide. I've, Habi- not, I've
0: not seen Dragon Ball Z. I don't know anything about it. Oh, you but you've
1: missed like good 20, 30-minute segments of anime characters, like really really clenching to get a poop out. So what would happen is they were making
2: the anime series while the manga was still being made, and the manga obviously, like, would... Like, Toriyama would take breaks, and he wouldn't get it done in time. So eventually, the anime would get a little bit ahead of the manga, but they didn't want to, like, start making their own story because then more issues of the manga would come out, and they'd have to, like, figure out how to fit it in. So they would just have, like... Well, okay, we know these two characters fight, but we don't know how the fight resolves. So we're going to have an entire episode where they are literally just flying at each other, just screaming,
1: So much grimacing. Oh, so much grimacing.
0: Isn't there a character named Vegeta? Vegeta,
1: and Vegeta is the king of grimacing.
0: Vegeta is great. He
2: uh, he is a uh, uh, oh what is it? Uh, not a scion, Seon? Saiyan. Saiyan. Yeah, Saiyan. Super Saiyan. Saiyan. Uh, and what that is is he's basically a person, but he can fly and shoot fireballs and has a tail. And when it's a full moon, he turns into a giant ape. Is yeah. he the
0: green one? No, no that's, that's Piccolo. Piccolo.
2: Piccolo. Yeah. King Piccolo, who was a bad guy, but then does a face turn he after does. he gets defeated by Goku. And True. then Goku
0: is the main guy. Yeah, Goku's the main good guy.
2: Goku yeah. is the main good guy of Dragon Ball, and eventually he has a son, Gohan, who like spins off into his own shit later.
3: Yeah. And that's not Dragon
0: over. Ball Z? Dragon Ball
2: Z is like Gohan slash Goku stuff going on. Yeah, they're both. And there, Krillin isn't. is like a
1: child from the future. And when they get super powered, they get super Aryan. Correct.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Their hair turns white and it shoots up. And
1: their eyes become blue. It's
0: weird. Oh, okay. That's creepy.
1: It's a little
2: weird.
0: I like that.
1: But they do have spirit bombs.
2: They do have spirit bombs. And also, there is an arc where Goku dies and he has to run up a giant dragon to get to a floating island to train hard enough
1: to just be alive again. Yeah. Also, uh, they did make like a fighting game for maybe PS. They made a lot Two. of fighting games. One for of it. them the, was the, really the great. Dragon though. Ball Z Budokai for the yeah, PS2 Yeah, Budokai. Was good. Budokai was a good time. But
2: like at this point, don't watch it because there's yeah. like 800 fucking episodes of that thing. Well, that's yeah. too many. There is Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is a new like retelling of Dragon Ball, where because we have all of the story, it cuts out all of the filler bullshit. So they'll get through, like, four episodes worth of story in 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So if you're gonna do Dragon Ball, check out Dragon Ball Kai.
0: Oh, I Kai. Still got two seasons of Voyager left.
2: Voyager's really, taking
0: so long. They'll get home one day. They they well, will, spoiler. suddenly and unexplainedly, <laughs> and it's very disappointing. <laughs> My favorite part of Voyager is that uh, the doctor, like, is, like, he begins as, like, your... Your data type character who's like, I'm a hologram and I can't do these things. I don't know what being a human is. And then all of a sudden one day is like singing opera and yeah. falling in love.
2: Well, what I love about him is that he's just an emergency hologram protocol because the actual doctor on board the Fucking ship dies. Fucking dies, yeah. And he's just like, dear God, I wasn't meant to be alive this long. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's... like he has an actual like existential breakdown of just, I'm not meant
0: to. To exist this much, what do I do? <laughs> what, one of the things that I've, I've noticed about this show, and I, because I didn't watch it at all when it came on, all I knew about Voyager was that it Voyager
2: was, was my after-school program. It was, it was nice. the one
0: with, it was the one with the 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 lady, sexy Borg lady, with the lady captain, yeah. And then yeah, and then nobody cared about the show until Sexy Borg Lady showed up, yeah. and, and it was right when cared. the
2: internet started getting good enough to send JPEGs, so you'd get a lot of like. Jerry Ryan nude.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the one thing I will say about Jerry Ryan on that show, a she's actually very good in that role. She's really strong. Uh, I felt so bad for her every time I watched that show. I was like, that lady did not eat a full meal for like four years. Oh
1: god, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. She's so small, like, Like,
0: and in a like skin tight
2: leotard. Yeah, Yeah, a skin tight
0: leotard with like built in like mechanical corset ribs. Mm -hmm. I just felt. I feel it looks painful. To watch, yeah. She did divorce that shithead, though. That was
2: a nice move on her part.
0: Yeah, yeah. The guy uh, Jack Ryan. <laughs> I was That's gonna say name. Jimmy yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. The guy who uh, almost became state senator. Yep. Where he almost had Obama's seat. He was like the front runner by far, but he had to pull out of the race because it, uh, uh, they pulled out his records from his divorce it turned out he was a creep who took his wife to sex clubs and forced her to participate against her will yikes
1: and that was his wife before jerry no that was his wife jerry 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 ryan Ryan. yeah
0: Yeah. um so anyways godzilla uh so yeah uh They Godzilla gets stomped. Mecha Godzilla flies off into space. Yeah, Uh, specifically back to its like cave hideout. Right,
2: it's Doctor No style like James Bond cave hideout.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and the evil aliens are upset because the people at headquarters are gonna know they failed soon. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. and they don't know how to fix Mecha Godzilla, which seems like a
1: weird oversight. Right, no one knows that. So, but I love that. Well, we'll just get an Earth
0: scientist who's familiar with space (laughs)
1: technology.
0: And what a coincidence an Earth scientist, <laughs> familiar with space technology, wanders into their cave! Yeah. So yeah, we've got, at this
2: point, uh, the the story kind of splits into two groups of our human heroes. Uh, one of them uh, flies, I believe, to Tokyo to get some, uh, like, statue information to bring back to Okinawa.
0: Yeah, they go to, like, translate the runes... Yeah. that are on the yeah. statue, and, and they find out it's, like, an ancient Okinawan language. While and the when other guys
1: on... go back to the cave with the space metal.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: And when they're on the plane, the the group of archaeologists uh, bump into the coolest fucking, like, beat reporter yes. I have seen in my goddamn life. Creep number two! Creep number yeah. two. Uh, who, like creep number one, dressed in all black with a trench coat, which makes it kind of hard to know, like, who's what where, because they wear big aviator sunglasses and trench coat. Yep. Yeah. Uh but this one has wild hair and smokes uh a cigarilla. A cigarilla. He's
0: smoking like the Al Capone sweets. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: On an airplane. God damn. God damn
1: on so an airplane. Cool. Baby. And he
0: introduces him by saying, "I'm a he says, "I'm a reporter, but most people call me a muckraker." <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) jokes aside, (laughs) couldn't help but overhear that you're going to this, like,
2: famous uh, archaeology professor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and the other guy's just like, yeah, yeah, weird. I didn't know that, you know, this lady with the statue is also going to see this, uh, this famous archaeology professor. I guess I'll escort you to the university to be a gentleman about it. And she's like, all right, that's fine, that's fine. They split a taxi cab. They arrive at the professor's house. Uh, and she's like, well, thanks for seeing me. I'm away. You know, have a nice life. And he's like, oh, no, I'm I'm going in with you. And We're friends like, now. Oh, uh, what, uh, excuse Are me? Uh, and he very presumptively knocks on this professor's door as if he knows him. Because he does. It's his uncle. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Take
1: that, archaeologist lady. Jumps he on you.
2: Had, he, had, he will, throughout the course of this movie, have weird and unnecessary subterfuge to trick this
0: one woman. <laughs> well... Blue
1: slip sync ship, John.
0: <laughs> so the next thing that happens is they're studying this statue and creep number one shows up. And what follows is a fight between this guy and creep number one. Where so there's, actually, there's three
1: creeps There's three total. creeps. So we've got there's creep
0: one, creep two, and Charlie Bronson creep. Yeah, this is Charles Bronson creep. Mm. Right. Charles Bron, yeah, he Charles Bronson creep is creep number one. Correct. Then, there's, then there's creep, creep number two, two, who's the reporter muckraker. Yes. Yeah. And then, then there's, there's creep, creep number, number three with the ring. Yeah, with the ring. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no,
1: no. Muckraker's got the ring. Muckraker has the right.
0: ring. Right. Creep yeah. number three is like he's like the amalgamation of muckraker and he uh, keeps showing
2: up like outside of houses and like noticing things yeah. Yeah. in the background yeah, of shots. Yeah.
0: He's the only he's the only creep that doesn't interact with anybody else. Yeah. For a for while. Uh, so, yeah, so creep number one shows up, and they have, like, a, a protracted fight scene uh, in this... Cause creep number... <laughs> Charles Bronson Creep wants the statue. Yeah, yeah. Charles Bronson Creep fights uh, this, this guy, and they're just fucking going at it. He tries to smother him with this pillow. Meanwhile, Uncle Professor literally just standing there going... Uh Um. Uh, and during part oh. of it,
1: he's even picked up the gun and is still just like, uh, dee, ah, I don't yeah, know. But so
2: it's like a, it's like a silenced. Like it looks like a, like a thirty-two caliber. Like it's a small gun with like a silencer. But the way that uh, Professor Uncle is holding it, you would think it's like a fucking magnum. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna kick back like a fifty cal or like something. <laughs> he's in horse stance, both hands on the yeah. back on the fucking gun. <laughs> I'm like, I I know nothing about guns and find them pretty gross. But, like, I know that you look cooler than that with a gun.
0: Come on! <laughs> <laughs> You're not even trying. <sighs> so, uh, eventually they uh, manage to fight off Charles Bronson Creep. And he escapes into the night. Um, this is
2: one of my favorite parts where Brother Bureaucrat, who didn't go to the caves, who fended off Bronson Creep, runs to try to find him, but it doesn't run like you or I or Patrick would of just, like, a quick sprint with, like, you know, and then getting out of breath. He, like, tiptoe runs with his arms flailing outward. (laughs) Well, when you're on your toes like that, you need to keep your balance. Yeah.
1: So you have your arms out to the side.
2: It is just the most bizarre run. It's a
1: choice. (laughs) He's technically a gust of wind. That's what's happening there. That's true,
2: yeah. He Uh, is a leaf on the wind. Wash dies at the end of Serenity. Yeah. Hope I didn't spoil the movie. Although I kind of did, because fuck Adam Baldwin. Yeah, and kind of fuck Joss Whedon, too. I, yeah, I mean, like, the you worst thing he well. did was cheat on his wife, which ain't great. And he uh, did gaslight I, his wife. Well, which he ain't also great.
0: abused his power status as the executive producer of a TV show to sleep with young women he would cast on his TV show. Yeah,
1: and that's super not great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And even that other stuff was also pretty super not great. You either. guys
2: remember when, like, a new Joss Whedon TV show would be anticipated, and you would go on Ain't It Cool News to get all the rumor scoops on it, and, like, Ooh-hoo. ooh, let me click on this new Harvey Weinstein. Interview to learn about the goings on at Miramax. Oh boy.
3: Yeah. Yikes.
2: <laughs> yeah, it turns yeah. out. The past was always terrible. We just didn't know about it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, back in the caves, uh, they are immediately caught by man with a bright light! Yeah! No, no.
1: And he's got an aluminum foil t-shirt.
2: Yeah, and they bring uh, him
0: please uh, he's arrested
2: got, like a fucking like half. Jacket where, like, the rest of the jacket is sequins.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. well, in the back are, like, giant, like, gold U-rings yeah. Yeah. that hang off, like, partly kind of like a cape almost. Yeah. yeah. He also, they also all have uh belts for collars. Yeah. Because they're cool aliens. Yeah, so they the- are
2: very fucking cool aliens, right? Cool. So
0: they take the cool, the cool aliens, take these people back inside, and he's like, "All right, I'm taking your daughter, and I'm taking her friend."
2: Uh please. He does it way more eloquently. He introduces himself as the leader of the of the task force from Black Hole Planet Three. <laughs> yeah, and he is taking your daughter and her friend to the death chamber. <coughs> yeah, and if you don't fix. Head control of Mechagodzilla? You're all doomed. It's pretty great. Yeah. I love... He says this, by the way, holding a snifter of brandy. A A snifter snifter of of green green brandy.
0: brandy. Uh, Very likely green apple flavor, unfortunately. I
1: like how it's black hole planet number three. You know how, like, we're a big yellow sun planet
0: number three? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God, there is nothing I don't love about this alien. He's so cool. And and here's how you can tell he's the leader of the aliens. Because all the aliens wear the exact same clothes... But this guy has a gray smudge on his face. He's got a gray
2: smudge, always has a cigar. Yeah, he always has a big ass cigar. And a drink. And is always sitting cross-legged on a very comfortable chair watching a television. He's
0: a super Bond villain.
2: Oh, it's so good. And it makes
0: me angry that we never got a James Bond Godzilla crossover. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Where like initially like Godzilla begins to attack like London and like they're like Bond you're the only one who could stop him but when he gets there he finds out like there's like an alien conspiracy and then he teams up with Godzilla because then I just want Sean Connery riding Godzilla <laughs> like down the Thames just like yes Godzilla shoot your fire breath at him <laughs> and to make actually... him do it he slaps Godzilla. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like Mario on the back of Yoshi.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I am
2: very surprised that Godzilla seems to have, with few notable exceptions like King Kong, very few other IP interactions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know-
2: Like, there's no Star Trek Godzilla, there's no Transformers Godzilla. There's no Kiss Saves
0: Godzilla. There's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Christmas with Godzilla. True. I there's no the- Alvin in the Godzillas. Yeah. There is, I know Godzilla meets Gamera at one point. Yes. So that's, and then Godzilla fights uh, uh, King King Kong. King Kong. But that's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, Godzilla has appeared in lots of other stuff, but usually in parody form. Yeah,
2: Sure. Yeah, like that Matthew Broderick movie.
0: Fucking.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean Godzilla '98? I think you mean Road to Welwyn.
0: I did.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 No, I remember um, that. One. Fucking Garth from Wayne's World plays Godzilla, right? Yeah, Am I remembering yeah. that yeah, movie exactly. correctly? Yeah, yeah, and definitely. he's
0: but he's also Anthony Junkersack. Hopkins. He's also Anthony Hopkins' bastard son. He's yeah. a, a bastard Kellogg. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla Kellogg. You know what? I would just want to take a moment to talk. Godzellog! I want to take a moment to talk about the road to Wellville because nobody. It's such a fucking weird movie. Oh my God. It's a weird movie based oh, off a man. very like a really great book by T. Corguson Boyle. Uh, the book is like seven hundred pages. It's a really like sly funny book the The film is incomprehensible yes absolutely it's just like we took the bare idea of all right, there was a guy named John Kellogg who had a sanitarium in Battle Creek Michigan he was pretty sure that if you ate cooked corn enough you'd stop masturbating (laughs) yeah yeah and then the rest of the movie is just like Michael Palin is a guy who like masturbates women to help them with their hysteria and then eventually just does it in the woods for funsies John
2: Cusack is like going there with his wife for reasons. No, I can't that's Matthew remember. Broderick. That's yeah, Matthew, Matthew
0: Broderick. Broderick is going with his wife because they, uh, they, they. Uh, I guess he masturbates too much. I think. The yeah. Whole, a lot of it is about how masturbation is and, bad and flatulence is good. And then there's like a green skin woman or something. Yes, there's another woman at the sanitarium who Matthew Broderick slowly falls in love with, yeah. and she's got green skin from i am I'm gonna assume masturbated too Apparently much. too much <laughs> masturbation. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes of like like, old, like, steampunk exercise devices, John Cusack enters into a deal with another guy named Perfo, and they're going to make a competing brand of
2: cornflakes. Because I was going to say, like, I remember John Cusack getting drunk with Matthew Broderick at some point in this movie. Yeah,
0: they get drunk on a train together, I think, That's at some it point. That's what yeah. But yeah, Matthew, uh, John Cusack s- spends most of the movie with Dana Carvey and the other guy, Perfo, because they want Dana Carvey, because he's a bastard Kellogg, but they can use the Kellogg name to make their shitty cornflakes. Yeah. So their whole subplot in the movie is them making different kinds of cornflakes, tasting them, going, that fucking sucks, and then trying a new <laughs> recipe of cornflakes. Meanwhile, cut to Anthony Hopkins doing the most insane southern accent <laughs> with big buck teeth even though he's in Michigan. Yeah. And just going, if you masturbate, it's bad for you. Beans are too good. <laughs> well, and I remember it's like, time that you get into the pool with electric eels. The only other thing I
2: remember <laughs> remember about this movie is like the last scene is like a voiceover of like, where are they now? And Anthony Hopkins as Kellogg is walking towards a pool with determination saying, I will live forever because my bowels are in perfect balance. Yes. <laughs> and then does a somersault and dies. Yep. <laughs>
0: it's a movie that you cannot stream anywhere. you cannot buy it on DVD really it only literally only like a couple weeks ago it popped up on iTunes to purchase I know this because (laughs) I sent a Google alert for the Road to Wellville movie years ago because I wanted to rewatch this dumb
2: stupid movie god that
1: movie's nuts
2: Yeah, and and the weird thing is, so John Cusack has been in a Woody Allen movie, and we'll still go to bat for it of just, like, say what you will about Woody Allen's personal life, but, like, I'm still proud of the work that we did on that movie. He scrubbed Road to Wellville. He used, personally, John Cusack, as much of his power as he could, to make sure it would not come out on DVD. (laughs) He was so unhappy with him, like... His performance in that movie. Wow. And yet, it
0: used to show on Comedy Central oh, the eight times God. a day. Yeah. They bought that
1: and Kingpin, and goddamn, <laughs> you were gonna watch them. Fuck yes. Well, that's because... Oh, and
0: Cool World.
1: <laughs> that was only because we could all recite with it PCU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I literally remember like two things from PCU. I remember the scene where Jerry Piven yells "Go to sleep" at David Spade. Yes. And I remember when uh, uh, the uh, Hackman Kane uh, th- 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 paradox, yeah. where at all times, at any time, there's a movie starring Gene Hackman or, or Michael Kane on TV. Oh, and also when George Clinton shows up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're
1: leaving out when they throw the meat on the hippies. And uh... oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what a the... movie. It's. <laughs> It's special.
3: Yeah.
0: I mean, any movie starring Jeremy Piven would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Did you see that he's now doing... Uh, cameo the the video thing where like you you hire oh, celebrities shit. to send you like a, a personalized a message yeah. so now they're doing uh, zoom calls okay so for $15,000 <laughs> holy shit you can get a 10 minute zoom call with Jeremy Piven what buddy you can get a
2: voicemail message from Kevin Conroy Batman himself for like
0: 70 bucks
1: that's not bad either yeah, no it's not that's
0: rad yeah. but I'm not gonna spend 15000 $1,000 on the no. sixth male man. lead from old school. Oh, man, what are we going to talk about? Life in suburban Chicago? I, I, all I would do is be like, hey, can you tell me what's wrong with John Cusack? When did he get all anti-Semitic? How'd that happen? Also, aren't you a creep? <laughs> we got nine minutes, like 30 I seconds left, I right? remember hearing
1: he was a creep.
0: I mean... I mean, look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Come he, on. he now mostly does... Stand-up comedy. Sure. And you can't see my quote fingers, but you can hear them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Godzilla, Jeremy Piven, be on this podcast. No!
1: Yeah, we I won't. challenge we you to we debate. We won't pay you, though. No. You just have to come. Defend your honor, if
0: nothing else.
1: I'll ask you important questions about Gross Point Blank. Oh yeah, that's a pretty alright movie. It was pretty
2: alright. Yeah,
0: I would, I would ask him if he still knows any of the magic tricks he learned when he was in uh, Smoke and Aces. Oh yeah. Right.
2: Or were those stunt hands? No. Like he, David Bowie's contact juggling. I elaborate? very
0: clearly on the and Aces DVD, they spend a lot of time letting you know that Jeremy <laughs> Piven spent a lot of time learning close-up card magic.
2: So I really, yeah, obviously I love... Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray. The picture and audio quality is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. But I deeply miss. Because now every behind-the-scenes thing is like a slick produced documentary. Yeah. I so profoundly miss when they were just like, shit, throw some cameras of ours in the press junket too so we can get some of that craziness and just put it on the fucking DVD, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like I miss those like weird half-assed like barely a bonus feature bonus features yes. yeah I also miss not having to update my firmware every time I want to watch a movie
1: ooh i bet you do miss that i miss that yeah that
0: would be that would be nice i miss that dearly man yeah. yeah. so anyways there's a brief scene where uh, after the aliens force uh, the old man to start working on mecha godzilla we do get a quick scene of godzilla bursting out of the ocean to just like eat elect like, like eat well, Like It's for raining. A yeah. It is
2: like it is. Oh my god! It's so fucking cool looking. Because he yeah he bursts out of the ocean in the pouring rain at nighttime. Gets struck by lightning, which he consumes and makes a part of him. Yeah, yeah. and then just like scrog. Yeah, and again, it is really <coughs> difficult to overstate just how much like. The actor who is playing Godzilla is playing him like Rocky Balboa. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got always... the
2: boxer stance. He's got the rope a dope feet going as much as he can, and he's always got his arms like out and akimbo for screams to the heavens. Yeah, he's always
0: yeah. like he's always got like a little like, like bob and weave going on. So, anyways, uh, eventually they get on a boat. Yeah, they get the people oh, who man. took a plane from Okinawa to Tokyo, are now on a boat from Tokyo
3: to and Okinawa. And Bronson
2: tries to steal him up a statue again. That's right, yeah. and now there's this another is where we find of. Very important uh, characteristic of these aliens.
0: Yeah. So if you uh, shoot
1: them in the face, they turn into green monkeys. <laughs> if you shoot them in anywhere, it turns
2: them into green monkeys. That's yeah. right. They very much look like uh, was it Time of the Apes? Time of the Apes. Uh, famous MST3K fodder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The like, uh, just terrible like ripoff Planet of the Apes, uh, painted green with like weird like white puss zits on them. It does look, uh, It's they clearly had a larger budget than
2: Time of the Apes by like enough to make it noticeable, but it ain't good.
3: Yeah.
0: Right, because every time one of them gets shot, there's like a 30 second stop motion shot. Oh, the of frame like, literally
2: you... freezes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a great sequence later where one of the actors uh, like <laughs> fucking garrots one of these
0: aliens.
2: Yes. And yeah. when he dies, the It 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 clearly freezes and then when it unfreezes, the actor has slightly different hair. They slightly shifted.
1: It is moved like six inches. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, they turned into like weird. Because this guy, one guy, Charles Bronson, alien gets shot like in his cheek, and half of his face turns into gorilla. Yeah. Yeah,
2: So it looks like wherever you damage them, it's gorilla time, baby. Because one guy gets damaged in the hand, and his hand becomes gorilla hand, baby. (laughs) yeah so gorilla gorilla bronson steals up the statue and runs out to the deck where uh fucking weirdo subterfuge man is trying to stop him when an unknown third man shoots gorilla creep and gorilla creep falls over the banister taking with him the statue to a watery grave Then it
0: cuts to them getting off the boat, and a guy just walks up and goes, here is your box. And you're like, wait a minute, that box just went over. No, this one is from the safe.
2: The other one was a fake. And the woman was like, That's literally my life's work right now. Why didn't you tell me you switched it out with a fake? (laughs) And
0: he says, well, you know what they say? Deceive your friend to deceive your foe. Ha 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 (laughs) ha. That old (laughs) saying.
1: And then they laugh like it's the best thing that ever was. (laughs) They're like, that's a good one, buddy. Because at this
2: point, she is so gaslit that her brain has just... (laughs) Crumbled.
1: I also think she's probably, like, pretty relieved that they still have the statue. Correct. Because, yeah, Cause, yeah.
2: yeah they, they break the hieroglyph, and they see that uh, it basically says, it prophesizes that two monsters will team up to save the earth. And in order for that to happen, King Caesar is clearly one of the monsters, and we need to return this statue to the Azumi castle when the sun rises in the west and the blood moon is like... There is a blood moon. Yeah. A blood when, 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 moon.
0: Yeah, yeah, when the moon is red and the sun rises in the west. Yeah. So, meanwhile, old man finally fixes Mecha Godzilla. Cool alien is just like, thanks, and he's like, let my daughter go, and he's like, no problem, come no with
2: problem. me. No problem, follow
0: me, which is not how
2: you let people go. No.
0: Yeah, instead he goes, ugh, and kicks him into the death chamber. And then they turn on the steam. It's what I love about this scene is like they get stuck in there and they go, oh no. And he's like leaning against a wall and then like three jets of steam shoot out. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. So
3: they go and then the he leans end. on
0: another wall and then three
3: jets it's of steam, steam
0: come out. Oh no. Then he leans against another wall and <laughs> three <laughs> jets of steam come out. And then all of a sudden the lights turn red and it's like the Burger like King. like KFC. Yeah, the heat lamp
1: lights. The chicken warmers are on.
0: And someone even says, oh no, they're trying to cook us alive. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, so they are they're taking the statue back to Azumi Castle in Okinawa to uh, call forth King Caesar to help them defend themselves against Mecha Godzilla.
1: only yeah. to find that uh, the, the aliens have gotten there first and are holding the old man and the lady from the well, prophecy. Before
0: that, they run into they run into the uh, the Interpol agent. Who the, the fucking Interpol agent is with the other
2: group at this point? Yeah, there's but... two inter, Both of the fucking long-coated creeps turn out to be Interpol, Interpol agents. agents. Yes, yeah, that's, that's the right. important key. Yeah, yeah, and they've known the aliens have been here on Earth for six months. Yeah, and they're just trying to like we don't want to make any big move. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Like, we know they're up to something, but, like, you know, we're Interpol. They have to commit a crime for us to actually capture them. Yeah,
3: and
0: building a 200-foot robot monster, not a crime. Uh, let like me get right? out the uh airbud rule book. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Mark, there's no law that you can't build a giant Mechagodzilla. All right, well, fair enough. As long as it's not nuclear-powered with enriched oh, uranium. No, okay,
1: and, fine. I mean, as long as it's also not professing communism. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> because Man. that would be... Tip the delicate balance of power. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm
0: just you. Just remind me of like the big, Kami robot in Pacific Rim, and I got super happy for a moment. <laughs> God, where its head is just a nuclear power <laughs> reactor. Oh,
2: is that the one that has the the rocket punches? Uh, I believe so. God and it damn, just straight up is so like good.
0: red and yeah. has hammers and sickles and shit on it.
2: There you go. God damn, such a good movie. Yeah,
0: it is. The second one, not so much haven't seen it. Real bad. Whoa. I well, don't want to. That's Skip tough. It. Yeah, it's rough. So anyways... <laughs> Everyone begins. Everyone basically escapes, and let, we get to the point here where this is like the final like monster fight. Right. So they finally are able to summon King Caesar to do this. They bring the statue. They put it on top of the thing. They dispatch yeah. a couple of aliens. They turn into gorillas.
2: It turns out that the sun, the
0: the blood moon setting creates a mirage
2: that makes it look like the sun is rising in the west. Thus fulfilling the prophecy.
1: Which then lights up the eyes of the idol which shoots a laser into a nearby mountain where we see King Caesar. Yeah, it blows up the mountain and we see King Caesar but
0: he's asleep. He's a- giving it to sleepy time. Yeah, and King Caesar was like a giant, like, Bat-Lion-Dragon-Man thing?
1: He's kind of like a big fucking gremlin. So,
0: meanwhile, Mechagodzilla has woken up and is slowly storming his way across the countryside. They need to wake up King Caesar. But
2: how? Mark, we need to sell some vinyl singles off the
1: back of this fucking movie. Ah, so... Can we do both with one scene? We'll get the prophecy chick to run down on the beach and give us a little soft pop tune.
2: I believe it's, uh, what is it, uh, Anka is the style, where it's basically like Japanese 70s lounge music.
1: Oh, okay. There's a name for it?
2: There is a name for it, and the the woman who plays the shrine maiden, whose name is escaping me, is like... A famous oh, that's like why she's it, it would be like oh, Lady Gaga's in this movie weird, and then she sings and you're like oh no, I get it. yeah yeah yeah, okay.
0: yeah, so she sings a song uh, asking King Caesar to wake up, grant her wishes, and wipe tears from her eyes. Yeah, yeah. Buddy. Uh, and King Caesar does awaken by punching his way out of a mountain, and now he's ready to do battle with Mechagodzilla. He and thinks
1: he's ready to do battle with Mechagodzilla. That's true, because
0: the first he thing he He will promptly
1: get trounced. He
0: runs up to Mechagodzilla, who just kind of goes... Like, brushes him off and... King Caesar flies, like, 50 feet back. But the one thing Mechagodzilla can't do to King Caesar is shoot his magic Bifrost eyes because King Caesar, like, absorbs it into the jewel in his head and shoots shoots it back out his eyes. Yeah.
2: And what I like about it is that each of the kaiju in this movie has, like, a very distinct and different, like, body language. Like, Mechagodzilla is obviously very stiff and robotic. Godzilla, as we've talked about, is very, like, boxer rope dope kind of guy uh fucking king caesar is just like wiry yeah he's He's, animal from the muppet babies his fighting style seems to be i will throw my body at you
3: yeah
0: yeah he doesn't throw any punches or kicks he literally just ramps you with his shoulder and then gets thrown to the side. Yeah. Uh, so, King Caesar gets fucked up pretty quickly, and everyone is really upset. Oh no, we're gonna lose. King Caesar got trounced, but who should appear out of the ocean? God- Recharge! Godzilla. But Godzilla!
1: Yeah. yeah, and he's all mad. You can tell because of the way he looks. And
2: I love that they cut to one of the characters, one of the onlookers saying, Oh, the second monster of the prophecy must be Godzilla! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Like, who the fuck? Yeah, it wasn't going to be fucking Mothra, dude. Yeah, Rodan's
0: not going to soar out of the sky (laughs) here.
1: So Godzilla uh, begins to approach Mechagodzilla, but then Mechagodzilla goes full-on artillery. And just yeah. shoots Mecha from Godzilla. everything, everywhere. well. There's
0: a really slow thing. So like Godzilla gets up and he scrunks, and then King Caesar sees Godzilla, and uh, Godzilla. they like, basically
2: like our plan is a pincer maneuver. I'm gonna attack from the front. Yeah. You attack from the back. But then Mecha Godzilla exercise turns his head 180 degrees. Yes, so that yeah. he can shoot Godzilla with the Bifrost, and then shoot. Uh, King Caesar with the fucking finger rockets, right? Yeah, yeah. While also
1: shooting rockets out of his toes and knees, and he's got a well, stomach that's a thing bit later. with the laser. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a little bit later because he he shoots them both, and then they kind of fight, they tussle for a little bit, but Mechagodzilla still clearly has the the upper hand here. Then what happens is, yeah, uh, Mechagodz, are regular Godzilla and King Caesar are both together. Just standing there, and this thing goes full fucking war machine. Yeah. And he is shooting- It's like in
2: Return of the Jedi when R2 tries to fucking hotwire the door and gets electrocuted and all his panels fly open.
0: Yeah, he shoots bifrost from his eyes, uh, yellow fire breath from his mouth, an oh, animated wait, lightning bolt from, from his chest, chest. Uh, finger missiles, toe missiles, and cannons Knee from his cannons. kneecaps. Yeah. The only thing I am
2: disappointed with in Mecha Godzilla is he's got two nostril holes. Should in have his been beak. cannons. Yep. Nothing ever comes out of him. Should have been yeah. cannons. Big oversight. Yeah. But
3: what's
0: crazy about this scene is Godzilla gets hit by like a bunch of like bullets and missiles and stuff in his neck, and it's literally opening up arteries. Yeah. He's shooting fountains of blood yeah. just all over the place. Yeah. And you just know that, like, there are whole towns being flooded with Godzilla yeah. blood.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, at the, like, alien cave headquarters, uh, other Interpol man has been captured rescuing uh, Professor, Uncle, and that crew. Uh, and so, basically, uh, Professor Uncle brought his magic pipe, and he's like, yo, if you got away getting out of these handcuffs... I got this magic pipe. We can fuck up their electronic equipment. And he's like, right on. This is good. Let me use my onyx ring that I will bend into a universal skeleton key. Yes, it works on space locks. Yes, it does.
1: It's <laughs> universal. It's not global.
2: It's not galactic. <laughs> no.
0: Universal.
2: Right? Uh, so there, he is taking an incredibly long time getting these handcuffs off of him. And then he like taps the professor and the professor's like, all right, Here's the magic pipe. Uh, and he's Meanwhile, just like, but the thing is, you're like, okay, so he's going to, obviously, the way this movie is going to end is he is going to, like, use the magic pipe to take down the command center, and then Godzilla will have the opportunity to kill Mecha Godzilla. Got it. Except Professor Uncle is just like, I'll give you the signal, then you go attack right. those electronics, and then they just don't do anything for a while. Well, no, yeah. he says,
1: I'll give you the signal, and then whisperedly, he says,
0: let them fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Godzilla rips Mechagodzilla's goddamn head off yes. after he charges himself with interior lightning, turns himself into a magnet yeah. to stop Mechagodzilla from flying away, then holds him down and rips his goddamn head off.
1: Yeah. And at that point, the He's professor like, gives the signal. He's like, "All right, the up yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. Let's go.
0: So he barely sneaks. He kind of just walks over. And they're like, oh no, Mechagodzilla blew up. And then they blow up his computer. And then Interpol guy... they just shoot everybody. Everybody. Yeah, Interpol guy shoots all the aliens in their fucking neck. And black blood spurts out all over the place. They all turn into creepy gorillas.
1: And then these three guys make a break for it. They As the
0: like cave
1: compound is starting to explode. And
2: collapse. Yeah, they yeah. all
0: get out. They all escape. Godzilla just fucking leaves the body of Mechagodzilla behind. Like, hey. Godzilla
1: gives us a great macho man double bicep curl. Yeah. Like right there. what well, he Godzilla's knows what got a lot of personality
0: in this yeah. movie. There's one part where he's fighting Angri- uh, Angrius earlier. Where Angrius gets like one shot on him. And then Godzilla throws him off. And then brushes dust off his yeah.
3: chest. I
1: also like when Godzilla tries to take a swing at Mechagodzilla and misses. And then like does an exaggerated finger snap
3: of yeah, like, yeah. A like a ah, disappointment. Ah! Sh- snuck.
2: Sh- Schnucks! Sh- almost got him. Uh, uh, but yeah, Godzilla fucks back off into the ocean. Uh, King Caesar goes back into his cave. For sleepies. Yeah,
1: knocks his rocks down so he's, he's hidden once again.
0: Yeah, and then the giant kind of metal carcass of Mechagodzilla is just... Part of the landscape now. Yeah, buddy. Credits. Credits. Yeah.
2: This is such a precision, efficient movie. Yeah.
0: It really is. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So that's going to do it for Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. And that's going to take us to bullet points. Godzilla roar. Godzilla roar.
3: Bullet points!
0: And our first bullet point is... Body count. Body Counts John, what do you think the body count of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla is? So there's a real
2: Batman v. Superman yeah. feel to this movie where it's just like, <laughs> Oh no, that abandoned building just got destroyed. Thank goodness we got all of our men out of this oil plant before these monsters attacked. Yeah, You gotta keep that G rating, baby. Yeah. Uh,
1: do aliens count? Yes. They're gorilla men,
0: John. Twelve. Patrick, I'm going 7. Ooh, okay. Playing by Price's right rules. Whoever gets the closest without going over wins. You both lose. The oh answer no! is 5. Oh. Wow. Wow. All right. 5. It's a surprisingly low body count. There's not a lot of uh city smashing in this Godzilla movie. Most no. of the fighting is out in like uh, I like mountains or forests.
2: I would bet that they spent a majority of the budget constructing Mechagodzilla for this movie. Sure, and uh, right. yeah, yeah,
0: and the king, and this is also King Caesar's first movie as well. Yeah. Uh, and they had the ang- ang- angriest costume. and They had to make two actual regular Godzilla costumes. I get it. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. Space Base probably weren't that cheap either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Godzilla, like, the f- Mecha Godzilla punches one building. Maybe there were people inside, but.
2: Yeah, it's hard we, to uh, say. Who knows? No. So, it was is an isolated building
1: <laughs> in, in the middle
2: of woods. In the middle of, the of fucking nowhere that's like 80 stories tall. Yeah. It's like. It's like some real estate mogul got word that they were gonna build a Disneyland and he's like, oh shit, I'm gonna get in while the getting's good. Build me the best luxury hotel you can. But then city council barred Disney from actually (laughs) putting their park up. And he's like, whoa, fuck.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. So that's gonna take us to our next bullet point, Best Kill. John, what's the best kill of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla? Three
1: words.
2: G-Rotted Alien Man.
1: <laughs> oh. He took the, it. What, the way
0: you split that out doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs>
2: alien
0: Man is hyphenated. <laughs> but garot rotted is one word. Not no. the way <laughs> I said
1: it. G- G-Rotted. G-
3: Alien Rotted. Man. <laughs> Alien Man. Yeah, three oh, words. Oh no, I got three it. words.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's
2: pretty cool. It's pretty cool because this was so it's at this point of the movie that like th- it turns into a almost like a weird yakuza movie because they escape the compound and they're about to get in the car, but Interpol is like, "Wait a minute." And he pulls out like this yarn tape measurer, basically mm-hmm. and ties it to the ignition. And they get out and they use that to turn on the car, and the car explodes because they fucking wired it, goddammit. Yep. <laughs> so he's like, well, fuck, you'd use mob tactics on me. I'm going to use mob tactics on you.
0: It's pretty great because they knock on the door, they give the secret password, which is Alpha Centaurus. Yes. Yeah. The door opens, and a guy goes,
2: that's weird. I could have sworn someone said the other part of this password. Karate.
0: <laughs> it's great. It's
1: yeah, awesome.
3: It's a
0: good one.
1: Patrick, best kill? Uh, I'm going to go with Godzilla ripping Mechagodzilla's head off. It's pretty great. Is He's super- Mechagodzilla alive? Because he has well, to be alive
2: for him to be on killed. On the
1: one hand, I will grant you that it's a giant robot. On the other hand, I do want to point out that the chief alien gives orders to God to Mecha Godzilla by talking into a CB radio and directly addressing Mecha Godzilla <laughs> he says Mecha Godzilla kill King Caesar Mecha Godzilla kill Godzilla so
0: in in the sense that so he, he passes the Turing test I think Correct. so yeah he's basically' he's a close giant, enough he's like a giant data yeah from, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder if Mechagodzilla fucks. I wonder if
2: Mechagodzilla goes on trial to see if he's alive. (laughs)
0: Uh, I love that that, that's like a recurrent thing in all Star Treks is they have to do like the... Is the not alive thing actually alive though? (laughs) Yeah. What counts is alive? Yeah. Also, I'm going to say it here on the record right now. It has nothing to do with anything, but the greatest character arc in all Star Wars history... Nog, Ram's son, Nog, starts as Jake Sisko's shitty friend, the tiny Ferengi, and by the time it's over, he's a straight-up fucking lieutenant in Starfleet, and he's the helmsman on the fucking Defiant. (laughs) That's
1: fair. That's a real rags-to-riches story.
0: It is! Nog is the fucking best. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, Mark... Best kill. I'm going for a super cool alien leader getting shot in his goddamn neck, neck. and spitting one. out like weird black goo all over the place. Yeah. Uh, because of the amount of black goo that comes out of his neck. Oh, yeah. It's a distressing amount. Yeah,
1: very good.
0: It's awesome. Uh, also, it was, it was very sad to see him go, because I watched 30 movies with that guy. Oh, yeah, that
1: guy was great. He was chewing up scenery all over the place. Oh,
0: yeah, with his big gray smudge on his face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, he turned into a gorilla.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like you do.
0: Uh, so that's going to take us to our third bullet point. Generally, this is where we would do war crimes. However, we cannot begin to contemplate or even extrapolate what intergalactic law might encompass. So we are forced to go with best weapon best weapon mark best weapon uh, i'm going with rainbow bifrost eyes on mecha godzilla i like the fact that he's got a rainbow beam he shoots from his eyes that goes <laughs> it's super cool and it looks just like the bifrost that's fair. and it's very destructive that's fair yeah john best weapon Ooh, atomic breath Tommy brother's great. Classic. It's Great.
2: It's a classic uh, Godzilla arsenal. Uh, I like that his like dorsal fins light up whenever he uses it. Yeah, like yeah. he's charging up. It's real cool, and it it's real fucking cool in Shin Godzilla, the latest <sighs> Godzilla. Movie I gotta from see Japan. that. It, oh man, it's such a good fucking movie. <laughs>
0: I love that Shin Godzilla has like creaky little T Rex arms. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's great.
0: Yeah, I it's
2: man, it like five minutes max into the movie and an underground car tunnel just collapses with blood. Jesus. Yes. It's so good. And this
0: is more of a Godzilla as just like, Force of nature terrorizing the yeah. world. Uh, so he doesn't he, fight another kaiju or no, anything. Yeah. No, it
2: is it is humanity versus Godzilla in this. Uh, it was made after the uh, earthquake and subsequent uh, breaking of the nuclear power plant right. in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by Hideki Anno, who created Neon Genesis Evangelion. The anime where a 13-year-old boy has to pilot a giant mech robot, and it makes him so sad that he melts the entire Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's fucking great. Uh, And yeah, it's basically all about, like, it's an allegory for how an over-reliance on bureaucracy and an inability for any one person to have to burden responsibility creates a system by which no one has to take responsibility, therefore horrifying things are allowed to happen. Right. Kind of like uh, Chernobyl. Wow. Nice. Very nice. But like, also Godzilla fucking rules. Nah. <laughs> it's one of the best goddamn kaiju designs
0: ever. Nice. Sweet. And the sense of scale is great. I dig. Patrick, best weapon? Uh, I'm gonna go with lightning chest light. Yeah.
1: It does cut like a mountain in half.
0: That's true. And also it can't and it's be it's clearly like hand-drawn
1: it's hand-drawn animation. very clearly hand-drawn, yeah. It's super
0: cool. I like it. It's like a Hanna-Barbera effect. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's what happens when Captain Caveman hits you in the face. <laughs>
2: right? I think you become his wife. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You join the caveman harem. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, so that's gonna take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, Is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla an action movie? Man, uh, it's like, I'm going to go with no, but just barely. There's a lot of like finding
1: stuff and sneaking around and stealing and thieving. It's kind of like a stealth suspense
0: kind of thing with a big kaiju fight. John, is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla an action movie?
2: I'm going to say this shares more DNA with like a kung fu movie. Because there's not a lot of big actions, but there's a lot of, like, one-on-ones. Yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, Mark, is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla an action movie? I'm going to say yes, it is. We do get multiple kaiju fights. We do get a lot
2: of, like, gasoline explosions. Yeah, Yeah. there's
0: lots of explosions. There's a couple of foot chase scenes. A lot of gunshots. And again, a guy gets garroted. Something that's only allowed to happen (laughs) in in action action movies. Any movie where someone is garroted is officially an action movie. That's in my Geneva Convention. <laughs> yes. So,
2: that one episode of The Sopranos where Tony has to take his daughter out to see the college that she wants to go to, action movie. Correct. Yeah.
0: It retroactively turns the whole series into an action Absolutely. movie. <laughs> yeah. Including that episode where they're all lost in the woods with that crazy guy.
3: <laughs>
0: and the one where they go to Hollywood and pitch a
2: movie. <laughs> is there one with a fucking Columbus Day parade? Or am I conflating this with an episode of Seinfeld?
0: Well, in Seinfeld they have the, they have the Puerto Rican Day parade. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm.
2: But I remember there's like a Columbus Day episode of The Sopranos oh. that's real fucking boring. Probably. Probably. There, in some of the later seasons, like... Season five is when it starts to get like
0: real dicey. Yeah. But when it's good, it's still fucking great. God damn, it's so good. Uh, so, uh, uh, final reviews of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. John? I give it three Godzillas
2: out of four. Four Godzilla's. I, would, I could have come up with something better. I was expecting you to pick Patrick first.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, that's tough, man. I
2: was breaking rule number two of improv and was not listening. <laughs> sure, fair So enough. I, therefore, was not ready to give that rating. <laughs> not a problem, not a
0: problem. We'll just go to Patrick, we'll come back to you. No,
2: I stand by it. <laughs> All
3: right, <fair laughs> enough, three Godzilla's us. out of
2: four uh,
3: Godzilla's.
0: Fair enough. Patrick, final review. Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla.
1: Five big Godzilla screams out of six big Godzilla screams. The only thing that would give it one more is every time I watch a Godzilla movie, I want like Godzilla Royal Rumble. Like all the Godzillas,
2: all is- the well, Kaiju. I, watch- I got two movies for you, I'm my hoping- friend. i uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. Wherein he like- destroys all monsters.
0: And Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, Godzilla Final Wars is the last like Toho Godzilla movie until Shin Godzilla and it was their big grand send-off in like 2004 and basically it's aliens from another planet show up take control of all of the monsters including the shitty
2: 1998 CG Godzilla oh, that they yeah. just call Zilla and Godzilla throws him into the Sydney Opera House. Nice. Yeah.
0: And then Godzilla just... It's like a fighting game. He just fights his way across the world like Russell Crowe in that episode <laughs> of South Park. Awesome. And just beats the fuck out of monsters That's... until the end. It's All right. It's really great.
1: Give me some of
2: that. Yeah. I will also uh, highly recommend the Nintendo GameCube game, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters, that is a 3D Tekken-style fighting game with a Godzilla roster in big cities where you throw monsters into buildings. Nice! It's the best parts of Rampage with the best parts of Tekken smeared in Godzilla lore. I'm all about that too. I don't have a GameCube anymore though. I get either a
0: Wii or a Wii U and you can hack them sons of bitches.
3: Woo! Yeah! Yeah!
0: Mark, final review of Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Uh, Mecha Godzilla is my favorite personal kaiju, so I'm giving this movie one Mecha Godzilla out of one Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> that means it's perfect.
1: Yeah. It's 100% Godzilla. It. In terms Godzilla. of Mecha Godzilla.
0: 100% Mecha Godzilla.
1: Yeah. Mecha.
0: So let's get to it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl.
1: I'm
2: Patrick Bromley. Guys, I'm harboring a dark secret. I'm Mecca-Jonathan Rooney-Taylor this whole time. Wow. Oh, no! Oh. Space Titanium go! And listen,
1: everybody, thanks for hearing us talk about Road to Wellville.
0: <laughs> if I find a copy of Road to Wellville, we'll do it fucking Road to Wellville. I'm
1: all about it. The action sequences are out of this world.
0: <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Road to Wellville Bromley, John the Road to Wellville, Rooney Taylor, and Mark the Road to Wellville, Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts from, and do us a favor, leave us that five-star rating and review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Cast, or email us at bodycountsandbeer@gmail.com. at gmail.com.